0: commit
1: liftoff. Hey,
2: good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary here on this Wednesday afternoon. We are glad you have joined us on this holy week as we are working our way through Acts chapter 24 and Doug I know you you've got a replay uh, guest tomorrow John Razel. yes one of our favorites I'm one of my mentors and
3: uh just guy who's given his life for sharing the gospel uh, probably had one of the most significant impacts in Russia
2: as anybody. Yeah, because you you connected with him back in the what early '90s, I yes, suppose. Yes, yeah,
3: yeah. Him through Bud Tool. But was he
2: on the first trip you took to Russia? He
3: was. He was. He, uh, in fact, he had just started East West Ministries the year before. And John is, he's just such a faithful guy. Listen, if you know anybody that. Um, struggles to follow jesus to believe jesus have him tune in tomorrow and listen or, or share the podcast tomorrow share it because um he is john's interview is a really good interview i always get emails after his interview after every program place. i always do because he's just so impactful god really uses him so he's tomorrow and then jay warner wallace is on friday cold case christianity oh over, yeah yeah so uh two two good interviews for tomorrow we're gonna be my girls are out of school friday it's a i was gonna say you got friday. big
2: plans for the weekend um, i mean spring break's already over so uh
3: well we're gonna do easter potatoes i don't know if you heard eggs are too high so
2: we're gonna do potatoes. <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. t- tell me about that come on now <laughs> no
3: egg prices are so high egg <laughs> prices are up almost 70 percent and so potatoes are only up 10 percent so we're gonna do easter potatoes
2: oh i love we're
3: it we're gonna dye potatoes and put them all around the yard i love and we're gonna it. cut them open and put money in some and, oh i uh, like it candy in some what a, what a cool idea that,
2: that's a really good idea i haven't <laughs> heard of that yet so, easter
3: potatoes
2: well we may have to do that although you know my uh my daughter and her husband who live here in town they uh they've got about 20 chickens and uh oh you gotta love oh, if man. you got
3: chickens now you got a source of eggs yeah there. although they say you know if you
2: you know why would you raise your own chickens well so they can be free range you yes. know organic or whatever but the food <laughs> to feed these chickens i mean uh does, you could probably uh, just go buy your eggs you know yeah i don't know maybe maybe you raise but eggs there's nothing uh, better than fresh eggs man Those No question. fresh eggs yeah. are awesome and all different sizes and colors by the way uh i think they have a I don't know what they call it Uh, maybe it's an easter chicken or something but it lays different colored eggs it's pretty unique so anyway but uh anyway um i'm leaving tomorrow for charleston good buddy of mine his daughter's getting married on easter uh, weekend i know it's a little (laughs) it is a little uh little interesting in fact the wedding is on good friday uh so we'll probably probably be back in jacksonville saturday or so But uh, looking forward to spending some time with the family on Sunday. And I guess we better uh, get our groceries bought for our Easter brunch.
3: Well, you uh, should. Well, it is a beautiful Florida day for all our friends in Virginia and Mississippi. Not sure exactly what the weather's (laughs) like for James out west in Idaho. But here in Florida, it is a bone-chilling like (laughs) 80-something degrees outside uh nice sunshine lots of vitamin d and uh it, it is a beautiful
2: day I, you, well, you know, know the last probably the last three fridays that i've come in here uh brother david gray has been decked out in his shorts and golf shirt and golf hat either he's just come from playing golf or he's going to play golf so we got to get a game together here in the next no, couple of weeks we okay? definitely
3: we definitely need to do that he's got
2: way too many rounds in this year and uh i've got 0 so well um speaking of golf uh, uh how about the masters this that's week that's
3: right it's the masters week yes uh, not um uh, that we i uh, you know we we really i don't even i haven't been paying
2: they're playing now right no they're uh doesn't actually the par 3 is probably going on right now i promise i won't be on i've got my computer here in front of me <laughs> but it is not tuned to espn or right. golf channel uh, but yes so you ever been to the masters doug no have you yes i've been twice
3: i've never don't you have to win by lottery or something well yeah
2: so interesting yeah i don't know how it's technically working i mean the tickets are all sold out every every year but they're mainly sold to the people who have them year after year after year you don't give those tickets up in fact uh, one of the brothers that i meet with every week is at the masters right now but really? Wednesday, honestly, anybody who's uh, who's been to the Masters, hey, call us eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. I'm just curious. I've been to a lot of sporting events, Doug. I know you have too. I've been to five Super Bowls. I've been to an NBA World Championship. I've been to a Final Four, which is a phenomenal sporting event. The Masters is bar none the best sporting event I've ever been to. Is it? And it's not just because I'm a golfer. It's just beautiful, and uh, and the people at Augusta are so respectful. Are they? Yeah, you could – they say you can go to the Masters, take your seat, you know, those little fold-up seats. You can put your seat down, and, that's, and, and you could go leave that seat for three hours, come mm. back, and that seat will still be in the same place. Nobody will have moved it. Nobody will have sat in it. They're just extremely respectful, mm. and uh, anyway – the Masters is a spiritual event for me.
3: Yeah, it, it, it is, uh, obviously, as it comes through. Um, well, you know, uh, yesterday—and uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And it is uh, based out of our SWAT Bible studies that meet at five different places around the North Florida area. And uh, well, one of them's on Zoom, so we got people from all over that come on that. But uh, we uh, we talk about um, the first segment of our program, things going on in the news and our culture, and kind of a biblical look at that. How do we respond as Christians to that? And and then you know the second, third segment, we really get into the text, and we're in Acts right now, looking at Paul, and um, you know it's so eerie how similar brad paul's path through the judicial system of rome and in, in you know uh, jerusalem and judea was compared to jesus it's mm-hmm. so similar mm-hmm. um, both yep. both the proclamations of innocence by the roman procurators that the, the governors yeah. and yet the people wanting him dead isn't it wild? We You you were there today yeah. when we talked yeah. about it. But that's what we do. But I think we, we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention what happened yesterday. And I, I want to take you back, you know, and I'm talking specifically about what happened to President Trump, f- former President Trump. I want to take you back to um, when Richard Nixon was president. And he was— definitely guilty of obstruction there's mm-hmm. no question yeah. he obstructed justice he tampered with evidence and and we really don't even know all those people around him went to jail because of that yes, right that's right and um they be- a lot of historians believe he would have had a lot of charges against him had it happened but Gerald Ford pardoned the whole process and just why because he wanted the nation to heal he wanted the nation to heal. And so he, you know, of course, people didn't like that. He ended up losing the election to, uh, to uh, Carter. Carter, yep, that's right. Uh, who said, I will never tell a lie. You know, <laughs> and uh, any president who says that has to be careful because uh, to say I will never tell a lie, I'll do my best not to uh, to be truthful. That's different. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, even, you know, President Clinton, who had his things. You look at all these things we've had, but Watergate was horrendous what they did. But what has been happening for the last seven years makes Watergate pale. And yet it continues, <clears throat> and it has literally made us— the laughing stock of the world as far as democracy because when we go to other countries that are trying to people are trying to push communism or some kind of tyrant kind of leadership we push democracy and we go look Mm -hmm. at us look at what has happened in our country and we've always had a good track record even though it hadn't been perfect we've we've had a pretty good track record but yesterday was a dark day yeah it was a very dark day and it, it didn't have to do necessarily with Trump, except he was just the catalyst that revealed the inner heart. You know, it's like it's like us, right? The the actions of the sin is not the evil. It's the heart within that does the sin. Mm. And you can, people can look at President Trump. President Trump surfaced because our system is so broken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like President Trump <clears throat> would not have gotten elected 30 years ago right. But he got elected and probably will get elected again. People are saying even people who oppose him on from a political standpoint are saying he's probably going to get elected because of this now. Mm-hmm. But it's not because of his great stand for integrity and and all that although I have to say anybody who's been uh, scrutinized the way he has been for eight years and the best they can come up with, is that they didn't label the right business records that's pretty incredible when you stop and think about it in this
2: day and age yeah i mean having been under the microscope as you said for the last seven years and this is the best that they have and quite frankly um i haven't really followed it as much i did catch about an hour of it last night there's really nothing worthy of a felony. case here I mean no, and both sides are
3: saying that both, <clears throat> yeah. both and by both sides I mean both sides of uh, the political persuasion Every, everybody's saying that it, it didn't warrant it and uh, so all that to say when you look at that and then you look at the conundrum like I don't know if you saw first lady Jill Biden invited for the first time in history the team that lost the NCAA to come with LSU who won the oh. women's end. So she invited both, which you don't do that right. I mean the the winners get invited to the White House, mm-hmm. but we've moved into a time where people say, well, we're all winners right well, that, yeah I was gonna say
2: <laughs> it's inclusion, it's mm-hmm. the uh, politics of inclusion. Well then let's invite every team, i mean where, where does it end well the, you know? the
3: thing that was so interesting is the press secretary today said was talking about women's sports women this, okay yeah that, that, wait women's sports title nine and women sports i thought we didn't have women we, in. and Mayla. we didn't know what a woman was see, see the problem is that eventually reality always wins it comes out you can't stop reality and there was a guy named clavin who wrote a book called how to save the west ancient wisdom for my five modern crisis and he warns that we face a reality crisis today and words are used like political weapons as uh instead of a good faith attempt to communicate to somebody we want to weaponize and we create our own truth and he goes back he says the age-old question that satan led our first parents to question the authority of god's word remember i said yesterday it starts with god's word and then to believe that they would be like god knowing good and evil for themselves and what happened all the pain in the world all the stuff we're dealing with today is because they chose to create their own reality and they said we're going to eat from that they didn't listen to god right And so we might want to keep that in mind when we start thinking about your truth, my truth. There is one truth. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to dictate your own. You're not God. Yeah. And I'm not either. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I'm I'm glad I'm not. I'm glad you're not. (laughs) Yeah,
2: me too. uh, But we're glad you have tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. If you have a question or comment, email us at askatswatradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. We'll take a quick break. Be right back.
0: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls.
1: Bibles for the World presents Learn the Bible in a year Genesis to Revelation in 365 lessons 2 Kings 6:24 Sometime later Ben-hadad, king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege to Samaria. The situation was bleak. The capital city of Israel was under siege, so the king of Israel lashed out at the prophet Elisha, saying, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if the head of Elisha remains on his shoulders today. Israel's king arrived with an officer ready to remove Elisha's head, but his life was spared because Elisha predicted relief the following day, but the officer doubted his words. The previous night, God caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of horses and chariots. They thought Israel hired foreign armies and ran for their lives. The king's officer saw it with his eyes the prophet's word to the officer was fulfilled, despite his unbelief. Christians can also be prone to unbelief if we're not careful. Christians believe the Bible in all its parts because that's what Jesus believed. Whoever doesn't believe the Bible in all its parts thinks they know better than Jesus. Jesus said in Luke 24:25, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. No one ever had greater confidence in the truth of Scripture than Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Learn the Bible in a Year, presented by Bibles for the World. Now you can learn and understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Sign up today to receive a free 30-day Bible study from Learn the Bible in a Year. Short, practical lessons designed to help you understand God's Word. You'll get your free study when you visit biblesfortheworld.org slash book. That's biblesfortheworld.org slash book.
0: Have a blessed Easter from William Manser and the staff at Grace Technologies in McClenney. Computer repair, networking, accessories, and sales. Service in-shop or mobile service. Grace Technologies, 11 North 4th Street, McClenney, 259-5077. For in-store or mobile service of desktops, laptops, and tablets, plus upgrades. All the best for your family this Easter from William Manser at Grace Technologies, 259-5077. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Mandarin at 91.7. There
1: is
3: good news for the captive, good news for the shame, there is good news
2: welcome back to SWAT radio Brad and Doug here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon and uh, we are glad you tuned in if you want to call this afternoon it is uh, 844-777-7928 and uh, we'd love to hear from you if you are maybe new to SWAT Doug mentioned it earlier SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth Uh, this is a live broadcast unless you're on our on the SWAT app, it's not live, but uh, anyway, you, you, we you know it's one, a unique broadcast in that we uh, encourage you to call in. Uh, so oftentimes, as you're working through a, a text of scripture, a passage of scripture, a question may come to mind. Maybe you maybe you were taught something different than what Doug is teaching or I'm sharing, and you want to chime in. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so, anyway, and if you want to go back and listen to any past broadcasts, if you want to go back and just, we've been two, almost two years in Acts. And yeah. so you can go back literally chapter by chapter. It's been uploaded into the swatradio.com website. You can go back there and listen to it all you want. So,
3: hey, I would appreciate your prayers tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm going to be speaking and sharing down at the city rescue mission they do like a easter banquet uh and that'll be tomorrow morning so i would love for you to uh just lift me up in prayer as amen I'm sharing with them um sharing with those guests and uh trying to be a uh, a truth teller and a hope spreader you're not going down there to build the cross are you
2: no no I'm not. Uh, can you not, still build the cross? Let me I can, ask you. I, I can,
3: but I'm not doing it this year, uh, Brad. If you if you don't know what Brad's talking about, I do a cross drama, uh, where I'm the guy that gets the wood ready for Jesus. I get the cross ready. You know those things just didn't appear. They had woodcutters that would cut them and prepare them for the guys to carry them and then be crucified on them. They would take a tree and they would. Shape it so it would be in the form of a cross. And so uh, I do a drama that my good friend Joe White taught me 20 something years ago um, to basically, I'm a skeptical guy whose sister is a believer and follower of Jesus, but I'm not, but I'm getting the cross ready for him. And so it's about a 15 minute drama. And then I come out of the role as a cross builder and go into the role of preacher and kind of share the gospel. So uh, yeah, I, I I've done that before. I won't be doing it this year. Maybe next year.
2: Maybe next year. Yeah, we need to we need to we need to get you loosened up, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know you go to the gym regularly, but yeah, you know, swinging that axe and yeah. chopping those and, and carrying that uh that uh, beam out there it's pretty
3: the only, heavy th- yeah the only thing i've been swinging is my arm with a krispy cream up to my <laughs> mouth so uh, i ain't ready for uh, it this year but maybe next year yeah okay hope. anyway hey well let's get into acts yes. 24 just a review uh monday and tuesday that we we pretty much covered verses one through like 21 and uh paul is before felix the governor felix is To Paul what Pilate was to Jesus Mm -hmm. he's the governor of the province the difference is well Felix was a slave who became a governor and he didn't rule very well and yesterday we talked about actually we got I think we got through verses 25 where uh, Paul is actually sharing the gospel with Felix and he we talked about how bold he was he reasoned with him he dialogued Mm -hmm. with him about what if if he lived today. People today, if they were in front of Felix, a lot of what—if it was an American—I call it Americanized version of the gospel—he would have been told, "Felix, listen, God loves you. I mean, He loves you, man, just the way you are. Mm. And you know, uh, you don't—you don't have to worry about changing anything. Nothing's gonna just." all just you just pray to do this is prayer is you just pray this if do you believe in Jesus do you believe he really existed uh, do you believe he died on the cross well uh, do you believe he rose again well i guess so that well you're in there mm-hmm. that's all you got to do and and we are so quick to get people over the line of saying they're a believer instead of doing what Paul did Paul reasoned he dialogued. he talked to him about righteousness When's the last time you heard a gospel presentation where people are talking about God's standard for how we should live? Right, right. He talked to him about self-control. When's the last time in a gospel presentation you've heard somebody talk about how we blow it and we don't adhere to God's standard? Ray Comfort does that. He does a great job with that. Uh, we've had Ray on the radio a couple of times. He's out of California and he goes, when people say, Well, I think I'm a pretty good person, he says, Let me ask you a question. You ever stolen anything? Um, uh, well, yeah. So you've broken one of God's laws then. You know, because the Bible says thou shalt not steal. It doesn't say you shall not steal anything over a dollar, or you shall not steal mm-hmm. anything over ten dollars, or it doesn't, it it just says you shouldn't steal. Have you ever stolen an idea? Have you ever stolen uh, a movie that you didn't pay for? Have you ever stolen music you didn't pay for? Have you ever used something that you didn't pay for or that you should have paid for? Right. So if you, oh, but what's uh, great
2: about it is, Gray says, well then you're a thief. Yeah. I Me mean, and, or have you ever lied about anything? Yeah, I've lied. Well then you're a liar. I've never <laughs> stolen anything. I've never stolen anything
3: i tell you what, I got convicted one time. I was going in and I was getting water in and 7-Elevens and I was filling it half full of lemonade. So I was getting like half <laughs> lemonade, half water. But I wasn't paying for a drink. I was just getting ice. And, I, and then I got convicted of that. I went in and I said, you know, I, I hadn't been paying for this. This <laughs> so, so I started getting water and paying for hmm. water. You know, tell them I got lemonade. Uh, to try to make up for it because i felt bad that i
2: you're trying to earn your salvation. Yeah,
3: well i'm not trying to earn it but you know the bible says that you if you're oh, yeah. if you're convicted you need to repent you need to turn yeah and make it right That's right uh and so my point being that there's a lot of people that say well i'm a pretty good person and they look at their lives but they don't really look at their lives. They look at their lives compared to other people, yeah. not compared to Jesus. It's horizontal standard. So horizontal view. And yeah. And so Paul is addressing this issue of how we respond to God's standards, and then he preaches about judgment. When is the last time you heard a gospel presentation talking about hell?
2: Yeah.
3: Talking about you know God standing in judgment of whether we've met that standard or not for Him. And so Paul goes through all this, and he's reasoning, and it says, it doesn't say Felix was overjoyed and go, wow, I want to do that. It says he was alarmed. Now think about Mm -hmm. it. This slave who's in chains made this governor who's in charge of literally thousands of troops alarmed. Why? Because it wasn't Paul. It was the word of God. Convicting. It was the word of God. And he said, go away. I'll call you when it's convenient. Well, it never was convenient. He procrastinated. It's a tragic story to me. Um, You know, Hebrews 3, Brad, if you look, Hebrews 3 um, says that uh, 3, 7, and 15 talks about, you know, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart when you hear don't harden your heart Mm -hmm. because that's what happens. Hebrews 10, 26 says, if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment. And so Felix sent Paul away. And then verse 26 um, of chapter 24 says, at the same time after he sent him away, he hoped that money would be given by, to him by Paul, so he sent for him often, and he conversed with him. And so Felix is really just nothing more than a corrupt politician. He just wanted a bribe. And and so that's really, you know, the guy that God went to great lengths to share the gospel with. Think about that. He brought that possibly was the best example of a life changed that he could ever see in front of him sharing with him that's how committed god was to the to the declaration of the gospel that he wanted felix to hear it and when we come back we're going to look at verse 27 and we're going to see how god's not only committed to the declaration of the gospel even to people that reject but to the development of godly trust We're going to look at verse 27, one verse, and we're going to see what God does with that verse.
2: Amen. I hope you'll join us after the break. If you want to call in this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. Again, you can email us at at askatswattradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you want to join in the uh, SWAT Bible studies, there's a Zoom call. Actually, there's a study tomorrow morning.
0: SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicky are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at GuardianGroupJax.com. That's GuardianGroupJax.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT radio on the truth.
3: There's still some delays because of an earlier crash in St. John's County on I-95 northbound near State Road 206. Also, there's a broken down vehicle on I-95 northbound at Butler Boulevard, and there's congestion on U.S. 17 Roosevelt Boulevard northbound and southbound near NAS Jacks. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 65. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 87. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ.
1: The crowd hey,
2: welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and Doug McCarry here on this Wednesday afternoon. Glad you've tuned in. Again, if you want to call, call us 844 777 7928. 844 777 SWAT. And uh, we'd love to take your call. You know, Doug, I know we looked at this yesterday in verse 25, Acts 24, and he reasoned about righteousness, those three areas that. That and I feel like this is what the gospel. This is the presentation of the gospel. Yes, is that there's a holy and righteous God who demands righteousness and holiness. Yeah, and and that's what Paul confronts Felix with. Hey, there's there's a standard by which we're to live by, mm-hmm. and uh, and if your life doesn't, you know, doesn't line up with that. Mm-hmm. There there's judgment coming well there is and here's the thing uh, here's
3: the lesson for us as we talk about just what we covered in 20 uh verse 25 um felix heard the gospel his emotions were stirred he was alarmed by mm-hmm. what he heard because he knew that's conviction right there right yeah. yeah but what did he do he procrastinated uh warren wearsby tells a story Uh, of a guy who was sharing uh, about a meeting in hell satan called four of his leading demons together and he said listen we need to think up a new lie that's going to trap more souls for us one demon said i've got it i'll go to earth and tell people there's no god it'll never work satan said people can look around them see there's a god I'll go and tell them there's no heaven, said a second demon, but Satan rejected that idea. He goes, everybody knows there's life and death, after death, and they want to go to heaven. Well, let's tell them there's no hell, said the third demon. No, conscience tells them their sins will be judged. We need a better lie than that. The fourth demon quietly said, you know what? I think I've, I know what to tell them. I'll go to earth, and I'll tear, tell everybody there's no hurry. Mm. Just wait. You don't have to do it now. The best time to trust Jesus is now. Yeah. The best time to tell others about Jesus is now. Yes. I shared this in the SWAT today. There's no better time in the world than Easter. Easter. The resurrection. The the crucifixion and resurrection. The Easter's not about the Easter bunny. It never was. Mm-hmm. It's about the resurrection it's about Jesus and you know I shared those stories of Frank Morrison who wrote uh, who rolled away the stone um, uh, Josh McDowell who wrote more than a carpenter these men set out to disprove the resurrection based on their research and evidence and they were converted because they realized there was overwhelming evidence Chuck Colson said there's no way these men, these disciples, would keep a lie relevant mm. and and contained for 40 years and then die martyrs' deaths if yeah. they did so for a lie. Mm-hmm. And so Paul believed this so much. Why? Because Jesus appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus. And so he's in front of the the emperor's representative telling him this. And so the, uh, Felix goes, hey, I'll call for you. And he did call for him, but he wanted a bribe. So let's go to verse 27 real quick to see this second principle. The first one was God's commitment uh, to the declaration of the gospel, even when people reject it. The, the second one is God's commitment to the development of godly trust. Verse 27, Brad, can you read it?
2: Yeah, when two years had elapsed, Felix— was succeeded by Portius Festus. and desiring to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison.
3: Now, why, <coughs> why did Felix leave an innocent man in prison for two years? It says he
2: left him there two years. It was politically expedient.
3: Well, that's true. But there's a bigger reason, because the God of all creation— allowed him to do that for a reason you know brad there's only two places in scripture where an innocent man who should have been out of jail was left in jail for an additional two years one of them was in the old testament in the book of genesis a guy named joseph
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and if you go back to genesis chapter 40 and you look At verse 14, Joseph had interpreted two dreams. Joseph had God's favor all throughout prison. Everywhere Joseph went, he had God's favor. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And even in prison, he was unjustly in prison. And one night, a cupbearer of Pharaoh and the baker of Pharaoh had dreams. Joseph interpreted those dreams because he said those interpretations belong to God. And he told them the dreams, and in the dreams, basically said, uh, "In three days, to the cupbearer, this the cupbearer is the guy who tastes the wine for the king to make sure nobody's poisoned it." Yeah. He said, "In three days, you're going to be restored to your position." And then this is what Joseph said to him in forty-one fourteen or forty fourteen, "Only remember me when it is well with you." and do me the kindness to mention me to pharaoh and so get me out of this house now where does that language indicate joseph might be looking for his redemption out of that place
2: you're talking about just you know just in in the sense that remember me.
3: Yeah. Well, he's saying,
2: yeah, he's telling the cupbearer, mm-hmm. hey,
3: you remember me, you remember me, mm-hmm. and get me out of this place. You tell Pharaoh, right. So who is he looking to to be the one to get him out of prison here? It would appear that he's hoping because he told the cupbearer and the cupbearer go tell Pharaoh Pharaoh that <clears> they'll get out. Who's in charge of Joseph getting out of that prison?
2: Well, God's ultimately in I, charge. I, it
3: is. So, <clears throat> yeah. does he really need to tell the cupbearer to tell Pharaoh? <laughs> no. But there's an element of Joseph just like in me and you and right. all of us right. that a lot of times we just feel like, "Oh, we got we got to look mm. to these people
2: mm.
3: instead of trusting in God." And it says verse 40 <gasps> or chapter 41 After two whole years, Pharaoh began having dreams. And it was only who gave him the dreams, by the way?
2: Yeah, God gave him those dreams.
3: That's right. Yeah. And and then the cupbearer Mm -hmm. remembered. (laughs) God left Joseph there for two years because he wasn't ready to ascend up the way God wanted him to be. So go back to Acts real quick. Acts twenty four, twenty seven. Felix had left Paul there for two years. What happened, by the way, just prior to Paul going in front of Felix? He was in Jerusalem, and the Pharisee, the, not the Pharisee, but the high priest, ordered him struck. <laughs> and what did Paul do? He said, "God's going to strike you, you whitewash wall." Right. Is that the way God's children respond? But that's the way Paul responded. I can't blame him. I probably would have done the same thing. I know. But God left Paul in prison for two years. No preaching. No writing. To just rest and think and meditate and be with God. Because God was getting ready to move Paul to Rome. And if he thought things were bad there wait till he got to Rome. And so I really contend that because this is the only place in scripture Paul knew the Old Testament. Hmm. Paul's relaying the story to Luke, the Holy Spirit's inspiring Luke to write it. So there's only two places in scripture where two years is mentioned like this <laughs> of an innocent guy being in jail and so God is committed to the development of godly trust in us so much so that he allows us to go through difficult things you know tommy nelson wrote a book with a guy called how to walk on water when you think you're drowning he shared about it on the radio on one of the programs we had him on his friend who lost his wife to cancer after the birth of a child That was struggling with depression and he and Tommy, Tommy went through depression and they talk about it. And his friend said this, he says, sometimes you just wake up and you take the day God gave you and you just work through it moment by moment and day by day. I mean, at SWAT, we got people who've had medical struggles, relational struggles, financial collapse, young children with bizarre medical conditions, kids who go off the rails spiritually. We wonder if we'll ever experience happiness again (laughs) and God takes his children sometimes through places we can't control and uh, when we come back I want to share a quote by a guy named Oswald Chambers that I think is very instructive and then a song about this because sometimes we go through periods of struggle not just because we make bad choices but because God is deepening our own trust and dependence on Him.
2: Yeah, you know, you can kind of read through the lines of that two years, what was going on during that two years. And yeah. uh, m- many of us have been in those places, maybe longer than two years, maybe two weeks, maybe two months, maybe 20 years, who yeah. knows. Uh, but God's, pa- you know, He wants us to be patient. So glad you tuned in today. We're going to take one more break. You can join us after the break at eight four four seven seven seven. 777 Seven nine two eight. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be right back.
0: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word, and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua nine
2: states, Be
3: strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go highway to eternity ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope the ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in christ's church they use published works to teach god's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through god's power and grace Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175
0: or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. I was watching swimming on TV thinking, how glad I
2: am I'm not an Olympic swimmer. They finished the race, but can't tell who won. You watch swimmers, you feel sorry for them. At the finish line, they pop out of the water like gophers from a hole. Glasses fogged, chlorine eyeballs bloodshot. Everyone watching knows who won, but they look around, look up, look at each other. Me, you, who, who won? I don't need that confusion at the pinnacle of my career. Well, whatever we do, God calls us to run the race well, to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with
0: perseverance the race marked out for us. Run the race, keep the faith today, and there'll be no confusion at the finish line.
1: This is Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. If you'd like to hear more and discover all things Laugh Again, visit us at laughagain.us. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life.
0: Have a blessed Easter from William Manser and the staff at Grace Technologies in McClenday. Computer repair, networking, accessories, and sales. Service in-shop or mobile service. Grace Technologies, 11 North 4th Street, McClenday, 259-5077. For in-store or mobile service of desktops, laptops, and tablets, plus upgrades. All the best for your family this Easter from William Manser at Grace Technologies, 259 The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3.
2: Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, last segment of the of, uh, today and uh, we're looking at Acts chapter 20, 24. You know, we're specifically looking at this last verse of Acts 24 and it says, When two years had elapsed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus in desiring to do the Jews a favor. Felix left Paul in prison. You know what I said before we went on the break there is that you don't really hear a lot about what happened in that two years. You know, mm-hmm. what what is going on in that two years? Of course we know um he was allowed to have visitors during that two years. Yeah. Correct.
3: Yeah, they were allowed to minister to him and again, I it was a it was kind of like a sabbatical. I mean, it yeah. was just a time for rest and and quite honestly, that might have been why Paul snapped. The way he did mm-hmm. at the high priest, right? Because he was just tired. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you're tired and somebody slaps you in the face, I mean, it's hard to to uh, respond um, the way Jesus did. Yeah. And Jesus, yeah. by the way, is the model. Paul's not the model. Yeah. Jesus is the
2: model. Uh, right? As you said that, I thought of Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Paul needed strength. I mean, he. I think to your point. Yeah, I mean, he snapped at the high priest. Of course, he snapped not knowing who he was, but it's kind of an indication of what was inside. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of, lot of built-up frustration, I'm sure. Well, you know, I, I
3: mentioned the quote by Oswald Chambers. It's, it's a little long, but it's, it's it's worth the read. It says, have we begun to walk the practical path of grace? Do we know anything about the practice of pain? Watch what the Bible has to say about suffering. And you'll find the greatest characteristic of the life of the child of God is the power to suffer. And through that suffering, the natural is transformed into the spiritual. Whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Happiness is not a sign that we're right with God. It's just a sign of satisfaction. That's it. And so the majority of us can be satisfied on far too low a level, he says, Jesus destroys every kind of satisfaction that is less than our delight in God. That's, that's what he, his hmm. purpose is driven to that. And so God, through circumstances and pain, will shock the smug satisfaction out of our self-interest, out for us. And as we press through his discipline of love, he says, sorrow burns up a great amount of shallowness think about that
1: Hmm.
3: you know james says in james one count it all joy when you meet trials why uh the testing of your faith produces what steadfastness and endurance and that endurance will have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing yeah i mean that's so we don't want to go through it remember what i shared about working in the garden i mean i didn't want to do that but man it produces in you something that hard discipline that that discipline to do the hard things paul says in romans 5 we rejoice in our suffering knowing that suffering produces endurance endurance character and character hope Mm -hmm. and how else can we give an answer for the hope that's in us if we're not possessing hope how can we possess hope if we're not going through difficult circumstances yeah that's the problem brad with the prosperity movement is of course you got hope when you're,
2: you're everything's going great right right there's no that yeah that, i mean <laughs> well i think of paul you know romans twelve, twelve. rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer mm. two years in a prison cell uh your prayer life probably gets pretty strong in those in mm. those times mm.
3: yeah i i think that um going through difficult times when you're in the midst of it it's hard for you to appreciate what god's doing if we're just honest no absolutely Uh, i i think of my friend mike whose wife uh, went through a six-year struggle with a mental um form of dementia but i watched him care for her i watched him um take care of her as he was uh fulfilling his vows to love her through thick and thin Mm. through the hard times and he did it joyfully he did it willingly as unto the lord i know it wasn't easy but but when mike says something to me about marriage it has a whole lot more depth to it Mm. than when somebody who's never had to go through that yeah you know what I mean? A little refiner's fire, right? Yeah. I mean, so I I see the suffering. I see the value of it. David was very familiar with suffering. You know, David, mm. he went through a lot. His son tried to overthrow him. He lost one son. Another son killed his son. One son raped one of his daughters. And he just went through a lot of, uh, of tough things. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. If you just stop there, it sounds great. He goes on to say, one thing I've asked of the Lord, what? That I will seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And he says this, I would have despaired if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Think about that for a second. Yeah. What he's saying is, I would have despaired if I didn't have hope that it it wouldn't always be like this.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's what Paul, when he writes 2 Corinthians, and he says, listen, these are light and momentary afflictions that are far outweighed by the, the glory that's on the other side. Yeah. But like you and I were talking about in the break, do we really have the hope of that? Do we really believe that?
1: Hmm.
3: Or is our world contained in just what we experience on a daily basis is it just contained in the here and now most of us live like that yeah no you're right we do we live like this is the end like what's happening today instead of what's happening in the future we don't we don't look at the eternal part david goes on to say wait for the lord be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. We're not very good at waiting, Brad.
2: <laughs> you know, in light of what was what happened yesterday, Vic and I were having this discussion this morning. We were actually looking. I pulled up Psalm thirty-seven, verse seven. Actually, verse seven through nine. Very, you know. Think about this in light of kind of the the political cultural divide that we're in right now it says be still before the lord and wait patiently for him of course i'm thinking of paul in prison fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way over the man who carries out evil devices it says refrain from anger and forsake wrath this was this was the one that got me fret not yourself it tends only to evil Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. And and yet I was so convicted because I fret a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know the the news that we hear. What does it do to us? Mm-hmm. I think to the Psalm twenty seven you just quoted about in the land of the living. Where is our hope? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I be honest. There are times when I've I know in my head I would tell you my hope is not you know, and who's in the White House or who's in the governor's mansion. Mm. Uh, but boy, oftentimes my actions indicate otherwise.
3: Yeah. Uh, sometimes there's a difference between our belief and our working out that belief in yeah. our life. <laughs> it? Call it the orthodoxy, orthopraxy. Orthopraxy, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it is. But again, I, I, I'm, I asked this question at SWAT today. What do we do? When we realize that our practice is not what we're professing, we repent. That's right. We, we, take, we take note. And repent is just a, a, a biblical word that means we turn from keeping doing the same thing. Because if you keep doing the same thing and expect different results, that's foolishness, right? Yeah it's not going to change. So you ask God, God, change me, change my heart toward this matter, because it's from the heart and what you really believe that impacts your actions. Mm -hmm. You can say you believe he's in control, but if you're constantly trying to control your situation by calling this person and calling this person, trying to manipulate the circumstances You don't really believe he's in control. Yeah. And so um, I pray along with Brad that you will have a happy Easter celebration of our king, a resurrection celebration, not a bunny celebration, but a resurrection celebration that our king resurrected and was seen by over 500 people, seen by his apostles. And as Paul says... This is of first importance. This is a, this is the resurrection.
2: Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Doug, I'll be praying for you tomorrow at ten thirty. Yes, sir. As you share down at the city rescue mission, and uh, have a great Easter. Yeah,
3: I'll see you on Monday. John Mazel tomorrow. Jay Warner Wallace on Friday. I hope you.